Welcome to the Venley Expert Talks, where we aim to inspire Web3 builders with great stories from great minds. I'm your host, Alexandra Ahrens, and I'd like to remind you that you can always reach out to us on Twitter, Discord, or LinkedIn with ideas for the podcast and questions for our guests. Welcome to episode 15 of the Benley Expert Talks. Today we have with us Modesta, Head of Finance and Research, and Pedro, Senior Blockchain Analyst at DAP Radar. And we will be talking about what's driving the NFT market and where it will go from here. So thank you for joining me. Welcome. Hello, uh, hello, Alex. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, thanks for inviting us. We are very excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> I'd like to start out with just talking about your background in life in crypto and what what brings you to the point you are today. Right. Uh, so if I can, uh, I'll start from myself. So I'm Odesta. Yes, I'm actually been related to the finance uh, already for 12 years. I've uh, been in different industries. First of all, I started in transportation industry or like uh, like TNT, you may know. It's, it's like right now FedEx group. Um, uh, the previous, the other experience was related to aviation. So it's very different experience than I am currently in. And a few years ago, I joined Apradar initially as finance person to be responsible to build finance in place and also to build the research function at Apradar. So I am at the blockchain space for almost three years now. And I've been involved, uh, like my experiences, I think it's already quite big. Uh, I've been involved in different kind of reports, so reviewing what is happening in this space, what is happening in DeFi when it was, you know, the hype of DeFi, what is happening in NFTs, uh, which we see right now. And uh, personally, I also invest in, uh, mostly in NFTs. So I'm, I'm really curious, not only from like professional uh, uh, side, but also from the personal side to get involved as much as I can. And uh, yeah, and uh, well, as I said, I built the, the, the function from the scratch. And this is when Pedro joined the team and he became uh, uh, responsible for, for reporting, reports, uh, reporting function at Apradar. But maybe he can introduce himself. Perfect. No. Great. Yeah. Thanks, Marista. Uh So I have a, I was six year consultant at EY, uh, building data and financial analysis and structures. Um, myself, I started uh, experimenting in crypto trading in 2018, and then I decided to pursue a master's uh, around blockchain technologies. I developed smart contracts for tracing organic food, uh, so I really was in love with, with what blockchain technologies have about, uh, can give to people. And yes, Modesto said, like, I joined Upraider eight months ago. Uh, quite happy to be supporting the, the research team, um, trying to be as much clear as possible to, to give people more insightful information. And yeah, I'd love to be engaged in the space. Awesome. Great. Great. Um, then from here, can you tell us first about DAP Radar, what it does, what it brings to the blockchain space? Yes, so I'll start from this question. Uh, and uh, well, for the listeners to know, maybe some of them already know Dapradar, uh, but Dapradar uh, is in this space for the last four years. So basically, Dapradar was from the very early stages of the blockchain space. And uh, we started, of course, from the uh, from the tracking of different gate data um, data points, uh, mostly for Ethereum. Then, of course, evolved to EOS and Troc back then. And right now we are tracking more than 30 different blockchains. But as, uh, as the DAP reader um, evolved over the years, we position as ourselves as the world's DAP store. And uh, what do we give to the space and what do we want to give to the space is uh, tools uh, and data, but not only for, for experienced people, but also for the newbies because... Uh, that space can be quite difficult, especially in the initial stages, but also going forward. And uh, more and more, we are looking forward to empower our community uh, in helping to us to create this depth store. 
and this is where I think it's important to mention this is how a uh, native token of the Adapradarica system was born with the idea uh, for, for our users uh, to, well, basically to have a chance to vote, to propose and contribute and build the uh, DAPs for, for the billions of, of people. Awesome. awesome. Yes, it is. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, was there something else you wanted to add? Or? No, I, maybe okay. just uh, just a quick comment, you know. So, so, so uh, yeah, it's, it's really important, you know, just uh, for us, you know, we are trying to get as deep as possible to our community. And uh, this was, you know, not some uh, ra like a, a rational decision to go with a radar talk. And it was very thought through and, you know, it just basically helps us to enable that. Uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes people, we, we, we see that sometimes people, you know, uh, have some difficulties to understand. So how is different, you know, from this uh, app store, you know, which everyone is familiar with. And um, I would just need the key difference, you know, that uh, the App Store or Dapradar basically uh, provides the opportunity for the users to participate, uh, to own, uh, to contribute, you know. Of course, the technological element is very different. Most likely, Pedro can explain even more in details that. But this is the, the, the key thing, just to add on top. Yeah. So so let's, let's uh, try to uh, understand the difference between a traditional App Store um, like the one we have in our phones and, and the app store and imagine a traditional web two app store that uh, is created top down and collects your data and reimagine this for web three where the app selection is community curated that community factor is really important for that reader where we don't simply collect your data but we want to understand your needs and we want to understand what our community wants of that radar to become. So also providing ownership, not a centralized storage, right? Which is very important. And one of the foundations and fundamentals of blockchain technologies. And also we're trying to build this discovery loop where you as a person interested, probably in investing in NFTs as, as an example, go through our page and really start completing this discovery loop with transparent key on-chain statistics and insights that can allow you to have a better understanding and take a better decision at the important time. And also very, very important is that as a dap, as a decentralized dap store, that Raider do not set up fees for dap developers yet. So that is also one important thing to consider. Okay. You said yet. Is that something that's planned for the future? Uh, I mean, it will... It will... I can't answer this, oh. Pedro. <laughs> I can't take this, Pedro. A very good question. Very good question, Alex. Uh, I mean, you know, it's uh, we always need to be sure, you know, we write, uh, we say proper thing, you know, because mm -hmm. we, we don't know. That's why it's yet. And yeah. it doesn't mean that we're introducing anything right now and or we were thinking to do that like right now. It's not. Uh, but I think it's just important to be very transparent, which yeah. this industry suggests. Yeah, definitely. I understand. So stay transparent in the fact that you may have to change as the the space changes. Yeah. Yeah, because in the end, also the community has a big saying, and we cannot decide for the community. So. So exactly. So even like even if we say uh, that no, uh, our community at some point can decide to do differently. So yeah. Okay. And we will listen. Good. That's great. All right. Great. So talking more about NFTs then from here, um, when we're looking at the activity around NFTs, which use cases are leading right now? Is it still art and PFPs or is it changing something else? Uh, right. So maybe I can just char uh, start from uh, sharing, you know, like overall picture. So, mm -hmm. well, 2021 was all about NFTs, right? Um, what was really surprising to see that January, uh, this year, January was also very active. And of course, it was hyped uh, by you celebrities a lot. Uh, it was hyped by anime-inspired NFTs coming to the industry. Uh, so January was uh, actually the record high month for NFT space, which was really surprising because um, we as a company were expecting maybe to see it a bit cool, cooling down. 
And uh, in February, actually, this is what had happened. So it was a bit, sort of a bit delay. And um, this is nothing just uh, just to put that into perspective, nothing to be worried about because uh, this industry has a certain cycles. And we saw, you know, like we saw a DeFi cycle back in 2022. We, we are seeing an NFT cycle and it's just cooling down. It's just like how it works, how this industry develops and evolves basically going um, during the years. And uh, still, even looking into February, what we see, of course, um, uh, the uh, profile pictures are still leading uh, the, the space. Uh, but more and more, we see, you know, uh, um, activities coming from metaverses, uh, which uh, everyone may recall the hype was started back in uh, 2021, when basically Meta announced about the um, rebranding. Um, and a lot of uh, well, blockchain companies, of course, had an effect on that, where the um, native uh, currencies uh, saw increase in their prices, of course, but also the like uh, virtual worlds with land prices uh, appreciate in value. So, yeah, yeah we see that. Um, yeah, and Pedro, maybe you just can add uh, more details to that uh, because I'm pretty sure you are looking at this uh, as you're doing uh, your overview right now. Yeah, just to complement and answer also part of the of quest, Alex's question in regards to art, like art has yeah significantly cooled down. And why is that? It's not that the demand for art is down, make no mistake. It's the volumes that we were used to see on art because it was very innovative. It was self-generating art, which is basically, wow, something new. Collections like the Chromi Squiggles or the Ringers were being sold for millions. And um, the market for those type of NFTs have uh, decreased a bit in, in terms of value. Although there are still one-to-one -one art pieces that are still highly valued. So at some point, the art itself in terms of volume has slowed down. And yeah, as much as to say, like the avatar collection are still one of the dominant categories. The board apes, the crypto pongs have now been joined by new projects like Asuki, which is this anime NFT that we have been talking all about. Clonets, which is the collection launched by Artifact and other type of profile picture that have really created a demand like the Invisible Friends, the Freelance, Karakuru, and yeah, I mean, a lot. But yeah, I mean, the use case for Avatar is still very, very clear. And it actually intersects with the metaverse, which is probably one of the most important trends uh, to follow. And this is a trend that also relates to virtual lands. Uh, ever since the meta announcement, we saw the value of virtual worlds appreciated tremendously. Um, and this month, for instance, we saw again, like another wave of uh, virtual lands have started to gain value. And this is not your typical virtual lands that you found in the sandbox or in the central land or in Somnium space. These are a new wave of virtual lands like NFT worlds, with, which are rewarding their users with, with passive income in, with their own token. Webland, uh, the World Wide Web, which basically shouts out interoperability and it's basically their main differentiator. And uh, Ethereum Towers also, for example, which is the first vertical virtual space. So we are seeing also innovation within the meta and it's uh, quite interesting to see how these new niches of nfts are forming and are really starting to gain traction okay so would you say that because of that because of that structure with the metaverses that's one of the main reasons why nfts kind of sustain their value even as crypto is kind of slowing down well, I think, uh, of course, that's that's exactly correct. Uh, but I think we're supposed to start from explaining, you know, uh, what NFTs are, and these are non-fungible tokens. So they are way different in the, from right. Uh, cryptos, right? Cryptos reacts, correlates directly to uh, traditional assets, uh, traditional financial assets. And um, NFTs are different. They have a different scarcity level. They are unique, right? 
and uh, they bring um, different kind of ideas. Like for some of the, the, the NFTs brings you premium, uh, some NFTs brings you utility, which you cannot necessarily find in the cryptos world. And um, just just maybe for the listeners better understand, I really like to give very simple examples, you know, to explain how to look into that. So imagine, you know, financial crisis uh, happening in traditional world and put in front of you like uh, the picture of uh, uh, of this uh, painting of Mona Lisa, right? It has certain value, right? And um, even though the uh, global indexes might be falling 20%, 50% to some extent, in some cases, uh, it's not necessarily going to uh, decrease uh, the value of the painting because it takes time for the, uh, for the painting to appreciate the value and it takes time, you know, to be the, uh, that painting, you know, to face these global events. So they are just uh, a different kind of assets, which is basically quite difficult. To, well, at least for some of them, for top uh, for top blue chip, especially projects, to be directly uh, um, correlated to the global events. That's why we saw the situation, uh, which uh, started happening in January. Uh, where these uh, NFT, some of them even even were growing, not uh, decreasing. Yeah, yeah, and and to complement. Uh... The idea, we also see additional factors like, um, well, Jumoresta talked about the, the utility that NFTs are providing their users, but I mean, to the celebrities and how the communities are being formed in the space are also important. People are starting to realize that these are not simple avatar projects. These are not simple JPEGs. And why are, why are celebrities being so interested? And celebrities, let's be honest, they have a massive social reach. And I can give you a couple of examples. One is Eva Longoria joined the World of Women project, NFT project, and the price basically threefolded in a matter of hours. So that is the power of celebrities. And another example, and it goes not to celebrities, but to big brands. And big brands are starting to consider some NFTs like real assets that can store value. And part of our cultural development, I, I would say, uh, Visa on August last year purchased CryptoPunk. And basically on the official B Visa page, they launched an, an announcement that we are investing in an NFT. We consider it as an investment vehicle, as an asset that can store value. And we are seeing also that in collection like the Board Apes, where they are being auctioned in important houses like Sotheby's and Christie's. So slowly these type of digital assets are becoming more real investments rather than a simple curiosity uh, becoming out from Web3. So all in all, they are creating a new economy on their own. They can be, they, they can be considered assets on their own and they have their own macroeconomic events like the celebrities, the adoption of brands, how the communities are being formed. And to be fair, the final point that uh, I would like to comment, uh, why the NFTs were thriving while the crypto crash was, while the crypto market was crashing, is that it, it, at some point, the, they're decreasing the price of the Ether, which is the underlying asset to purchase most of the NFTs or any other cryptocurrency allow you to purchase or make be uh, get involved in the space with a reduced price so that probably also drove the demand quite up in generally what we saw yeah that makes sense okay so kind of going back to what you said modesta the you're saying it's very separate fair enough um how do you feel that current world events, for example, what's happening with Ukraine is going to affect or is affecting the NFTs in the next month, six months, year? Uh, it's a very good question to ask. Uh, and I think everyone is really that, like started to consider and it's very early uh, stage right now to to really draw very clear, conclu clear conclusions. But I still would like to I say a few things, of course, well, we, we already see that, you know, activity within the last uh, days once uh, Ukraine, um, you know, events start happening, 
uh, decreased. And this is basically because people were really invested into the situation and they still are, which I think everyone of us, uh, which, uh, but I would call it a very short term, you know, effect uh, to the, specifically to the NFT space. Uh, but on the top of that, we also see, you know, um, which is important to, 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 to bring in that uh, cryptos are increasing. And most likely this is because of the events of uh, blocking um, uh, Russia users uh, or, you know, people, different kind of people, even businesses. And uh, it's still very hard to say, is this going to be, you know, positive effect uh, onto NFT space? But we can already say that most likely it's going to help. Uh, because it is going to increase awareness once uh, once again. Uh, from the initial stages of this industry, uh, industry was seeking, you know, recognition, was seeking this mass adoption and uh, these events really helping to show the benefit of, of cryptos. It helps, you know, uh, the ones which are hurt, like Ukrainians, you know, to get funds, to get... Um, you know, charity, you know, uh, in a different way. Actually, even the NFTs are being used to, to give charity. Uh, if you check uh, the <laughs> wallet address, uh, which is very interesting. So, yeah, most likely it's going to help in the long run. Uh, in a shorter term, uh, it's very difficult to predict because, as we explained, there is also also the NFT, uh, you know, hype, NFT cycle. We see that it's growing, you know, in like waves, right? So it started a downward trend. Uh, is it going to be uh, affected by the, you know, acknowledgement of this uh, whole crypto industry? Most likely to some extent. Is it going to create another hype? It's, it's hard to say, but most likely it's not so much. Is it going to help in the long run? Yes, it, it's going to do that. Um, and I think it's very important to say. But also together with that, uh, most likely it will bring the regulators, um, you know, eyes uh, and they will be very crucial, you know, to move fa uh, forward faster. But this is nothing new because uh, industry experts are already talking, you know, that um, uh, about the situation that the well, regulation is supposed to happen in this space. Most likely it's just going to be introduced a bit earlier because everyone see that the crypto really has a huge benefit, but also to some extent, uh, and regulation brings a certain amount of risk, which regulators usually try to con tries to control. Yeah, and, and, and it's not only, well, of course, the big narrative right now is around Ukraine, but we also saw what happened in Canada last or, last or two weeks ago, where the government announced that they basically were issuing a law where they were basically going to freeze your bank account without any previous advice. So that's also a thing that decentralized structures can avoid. Like, why am I going to suffer and going through that being having all my assets frozen without access to them. I mean, of course, that's a regulatory issue, but not necessarily applicable to all cases. And this is one of the biggest advantages that Web3 and decentralized technology infrastructures will bring to the table. Definitely. Okay, for sure. Good. Well, very interesting points. Thank you. Um, and then actually, I'm just going to go back a little bit again and go back to Pedro what you said about um, celebrities and and bigger brands getting into the NFT market um, obviously that brings a lot of hype um, overall and in the long run is that hype going to last is it going to be definitely good for the space is there any negatives you foresee yeah I mean to be honest this is a bringing celebrities into the space is a double-edged sword, right? It will bring a lot of uh, positive and advantages, but also it comes with risks. And I will start with the risks. Right, right now we are seeing, uh, yeah, first the bad news, right? So, um, As you wish. We're, yeah, I, I prefer bad news first. So uh, we're, we're seeing like how influencers, pseudo-call influencers and so many some celebrities like uh, De'Aaron Fox, which is an NBA player, um, basically are paid to promote NFT projects, like without being doing research, without even knowing what they're getting to, just because they want to promote. And this is very risky because people say, oh, look, my favorite player is promoting a, an NFT project. I want to be part of it. 
But in the end, it's one of the projects that will eventually will go down in value because they do not offer anything behind, right? So this is a very, very important risk to, to consider. On the other hand, let's go to the good news, which are most, which, which are plentiful. Um, we are seeing very interesting collaborations happening already in the space. Uh, Nike partnered with Artifact, which is a fashion Web3 project, uh, which was in charge of um, releasing Clonex. We are seeing uh, collaborations between Adidas and Bored Ape and Punk's Comic. And you start to think, what exactly are they going to build in the metaverse? Uh, this is a ship that we are getting more and more uh, visibility on. Like, Minecraft, uh, sorry, Microsoft, Sony, Take-Two, these big companies are already preparing their next moves into the metaverse. And how the fashion brands like Gucci, Adidas, Donchi, and Gabbana will promote this space further is going to be very interesting and a very bullish sign for, for, the, for the industry as a whole. And it will all get back to how positive that I'm generating an impact in my community, how am I, I affecting positively my community, and basically, yeah, how positive products I'm building. So I think it's going to be bullish in the long run. Awesome. Okay. Um, great. So, Modesto, you said before, obviously, that, I mean, we all know 2021, great for NFTs, even January, awesome. Um, <laughs> would you say, though, are rather, why? Why 2021? Why not sooner? Why did it take years for it to really get going? One uh, just additional great question. Really, I really like this question, and I actually, uh, when I saw it, uh, so yeah. And we need to get back, you know, to like four years, almost four years ago, even more, I think. So um, a few years ago, um, back in two thousand seventeen, the very first project, which is called CryptoPunks, was launched. Also, CryptoKitties were launched, and actually. Even though CryptoPunks didn't draw too much um, of a hype, um, CryptoKitties did, you know, even at that stage of the blockchain, which was very initial stages, people re were really curious, you know, they were actually onboarding. And for a few days, uh, the volumes were actually quite high, uh, if it reached millions, which is uh, really important to know. But back then, Ethereum network uh, faced conjunction issues. Uh, they didn't foresee, you know, that that quickly people can just go on board, you know, go. They were willing, you know, to go and buy these uh, kitties, you know, to to breed them, you know. It was it become a very, you know, nice exercise, like sort of a game, and the industry was basically not that ready. Um, and it it of course dropped. Um, on the other hand, you know, even then, the awareness of this industry was very low. Uh, a lot of people were still th looking, you know, and I think it's very important to know. Mentally, they never were, like, accepted that thing, this industry. It was still, you know, like something uh, crazy, you know, something uh, very new, you know. I need time to digest and so on, some Bitcoin, you know, which, uh, which looks like a scam, you know. And it took time, you know, for people just to adopt the idea that this is something uh, great being built out there. And I really want to mention, because I think already Pedro mentioned that, that the, back in 2020, uh, when DeFi hype started, you know, when um, these DeFi platforms start launching the tokens just to invite these users to, well, basically to earn, to do some stuff and earn, um, it really helped to increase the awareness, right? And um, it was very important here for, for the blockchain space because it um, 2022 was basically... Um, just uh, right after, you know, 2019, which is uh, obvious. Uh, but uh, what does that mean? You know, that, uh, well, in 2019, which is actually the year when I joined, everyone was like, um, crypto was down. You know, the uh, the cryptocurrencies was facing, you know, bear market. Uh, everyone was doubting it's going to be another ride and so on. So 
and it did happen you know uh, the, the this this defi uh, hype really helped to bring the the speed into the industry the 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 people you know to see that you know bitcoin is not uh, like some scam it can actually see the value of close to 60000 which is amazing the same with the ethereum ether uh, sorry um uh, cryptocurrency so yeah and it really helped and of course uh, everyone was already uh, at least in the blockchain space, aware that you know there is these amazing uh, you know NFT uh, products you know which help you to do whatever you want basically. If you are an artist, you can go you can go and use this technology. It, uh, it, to some extent, it helps copyright. Well, of course, we can discuss about that uh, a lot. I would leave. I would like to leave that aside. So yeah, this recognition brought you know once again idea you know how NFTs are great and and what that technology brings to the users. So everyone, already in 2020, like the product, we start talking, well, most likely 2021 is going to be big for, for NFTs. And uh, of course, uh, some celebrities joined uh, in the early 2021, like Justin Timber, uh, Justin Bieber, other, you know, like Paris Hilton, you know. And this is even for some people, if it's funny, it's just people just get to know something is happening. I, I need to try it. And the new projects like I joined, these projects, you know, became very, you know, some of them like very amazing. I'm especially amazed about Bortif Self Club, you know, basically they created this, you know, premium club, which you can see in traditional world, you know, for the boys to catch up <laughs> or, to, you know, or to show which one, you know, uh, has a better NFT. So one like uh, event by event it led you know to the great hype which of course one was supported by developers so they introduced more and more and with each new project each like uh, a bunch of new people were also brought in the industry uh also the the followers of these celebrities brought in the brands that John also brought you know brought in these new people who just endorse and endorse you know these um uh, different kind of uh, NFTs, you know, that are being launched by the brand, for example. So it just took a while, and but it it was worth a while. <laughs> it were it was worth waiting, and uh, yeah, so it was like a lot of elements, like uh, uh, awareness, uh, new projects introduced, um, uh, and you know, basically uh, these projects also suggest, like already suggesting quite, uh, quite, you know, qualitative. Uh, uh, ideas or utilities to the owners, which I think makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, just to complement quickly the idea, we, we also start seeing like very innovative projects like Hash Masks probably started to uh, lay down the foundation of uh, randomly generated attributes. Well, of course, we saw that in CryptoPunks, but Hash Masks revived that uh, vibe on, on January. Then on February, we saw NBA Top Shot, which is, of course, one of the biggest sport brands in the world, launching an NFT marketplace. So people start to realize, OK, this is not a simple JPEG. This is something. And people probably start to understand the, the true powers of NFTs, which is the ownership that is granted to you by owning these pieces. And this is going to be massive for, for games, which is another conversation, but and we are still facing a lot of resistance from traditional gaming industry, but I think we're under the same path. And yeah, probably people just start to realize how important NFTs and what what advantages they they bring. Yeah, definitely. Well, you actually kind of lead me right into the next point, which is gaming. So. Um... No, yeah, statistics obviously show in 2021 that it was a big year for blockchain gaming. Um, so I'd love to talk about what you think the relationship is there and how it will work with traditional gaming in the future. Yeah, no, so I mean, oh, okay. no, no, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so uh, just a few few things uh, from my end. Yeah, so it was a good, good year. Uh, but just for the record, you know, if we talk more about the future, um, we are seeing that uh, there is a huge investment, you know, happening right now into the games, which means they attracts attracts funding, especially like um, Animoca brands, like for example, right, uh, uh, making a dent. Um, but what does that mean? You know, these investments suggest that uh, the activity, well, games are not here yet, <laughs> but uh, they are about to be built. 
and um, we might view if, basically what we might see you know 2023 uh, expectedly to be quite uh, important year for the game blockchain game space but I'll give microphone to Pedro because I'm pretty sure he has like way more to say about the game sp space and like specific projects and how everything no, 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 you, you, you summarized it perfectly like NFTs is the key here again. Um, imagine Fortnite, right? Which is one of the biggest virtual worlds. Um, you purchase $1,000 in skins and ammunition. And one month later, you acknowledge that the servers are down. And basically, you lose all your investments, right? You really, although you're purchasing an item inside Fortnite, you truly don't have the ownership of that asset. And this is what decentralized applications and blockchain technologies enable, like providing users a way to cut the middleman, which are the central servers in this case, and also provide full ownership uh, of your assets that you can basically go and trade in one marketplace or another. This is also a part of interoperability, which is important. Uh, and in terms of what a future holds, it's going to be very important. Uh, a game does not take one year or two years to develop. The central land has been running since 2017, and it still has um, some developments to, to be made, something similar with the sandbox. And even if we look in traditional gaming, uh, the games developed by Ubisoft or the Cyberpunk that was launched on PS5 in 2020, it took basically seven years to build, seven years. So we need to be very careful and we need to be very patient. There are a lot of money flowing into NFTs, uh, big companies and investor venture capitals like Animoca Brands, um, SoftBank and other big institutions are already convinced that blockchain games uh, are the future. Just let's stay patient uh, because it's nothing that can be built from one year to another. Although this year, thanks to the advantage of layer two and scaling solutions like Immutable X, we are going to start seeing very interesting games like Illuvium, which is a AAA game, labeled as a AAA game, uh, should probably launch somewhere in 2022. Uh, virtual features on Axie will, should also be ready this year. And Next year, we should be ready to be aware of what Gala games and other type of infrastructures will also be launching. So it will definitely be quite interesting to see uh, what the evolution of blockchain games will become. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So on that same vein of things, um, you mentioned a couple gaming projects, obviously, but are there other NFT projects or infrastructures that you are particularly interested in or excited about? Right. So, of course, the ones which we own. <laughs> well, we, we like the most, right? <laughs> uh, but, of course, uh, uh, just to stay out of, uh, of that, like, I'm, I'm a big fan of Board Apes uh, yeah, Club. Uh, well, I already mentioned that. Uh, but I'm also, well, still not invested, but still considering a big fan of World of Women uh, because it just like really gives additional taste because it seems that the blockchain space is really all about, you know, well, first of all, developers, right? Which usually, uh, you know, are, 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 well, are done by, by men, you know, some uh, like uh, famous uh, collections uh, like Bortes also seem to be like driven more by men. And this is, you know, a very nice uh, narrative which comes from the collection, which seems to be dedicated to the woman, <laughs> to, to, for the, for, for, for them, for us, you know, to create uh, uh, some, uh, some uh, interesting club. Um, so as you may understand, I'm a big fan most, well, and I concentrate my efforts onto profile picture NFTs. Um, yeah, so, so this is where I'm looking forward. Um, of course I'm looking forward for, for the games. I think even Sims, uh, not sure if you ever played, they've tried playing, but they also considering to do something with blockchain. Uh, so yeah, I might even go get involved with the games too uh, in the future because it's, it sounds exciting. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm really, really looking forward. 
I don't know how about you, uh, Pedro. What is your uh, feeling? I, I, I'm going to be biased, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to <laughs> because I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I really. I really like the project that I'm involved in the beginning, that it's a pixel bolt and punks comic. Uh, they've been doing really nice stuff, uh, providing us with uh, added utility. They have partnered with Adidas, as I said earlier. Uh, of course, it's big, big involvement. Uh, and you really see the transparent of, of their founding team, the bonded of the community. So it's a very nice project to to just at least to to take into consideration. Uh, the other one that I really like is uh, Artifact, which I'm not an owner of, uh, but I really like what they're doing. Uh, again, providing utilities and the immersion of fashion into the space. It's going to be important, important. Um, I think it's a 4 billion market for wear, wearables and skins globally. So of course, a big potential of that industry embedded into Web3 technology. And talking about games, I mentioned it before, I, I really like Gala Games as an ecosystem. I think it's really underexposed. Um, it has a lot of potential. Basically, it allows players or persons around the world to, to, to own Gala nodes, which are basically computers running the decentralized ecosystem. You can, of course, be part of, of the of the running of Gala Games, earn passive income. And they have partnered with very interesting people that have a lot of knowledge in the traditional gaming industry. Uh, they, they are co-founded, sorry, they are founded by a co-singer, former founder. Um, really interesting projects like Mirandos, which is a epic uh, RPG action, well, open world RPG game, which probably will be ready by 2023, Echoes of Empire, and uh, The Walking Dead. So you start to see the partnership, you start to see the diversification in the type of games, and but most importantly, the decentralized, the, the centralization aspect is, is quite enticing from for my perspective. Definitely. Okay, good. So I'm gonna switch gears a little bit here. Um, is it true that a lot of NFT buyers are looking to make money flipping them more at the moment rather than just investing long term? Well, I think uh, that uh, there is, you know, we cannot say more than, you know, like if we look into collection, we cannot say like, let's say majority of uh, uh, owners are looking forward, you know, to trade uh, just to flip, you know, around and make money. Of course, everyone is investing with the idea to, 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 well, to earn. Uh, but what we see, the certain amount, most likely not even a half, uh, will try to hunt these, uh, you know, projects, new projects that are being launched. They expect it to appreciate in value and they, they, they purchase them. Some of them start selling straight away, but some even like, um, well, knowing, you know, whales, uh, NFT whales, uh, purchase them but and, and, and keep them at least, you know, for a while, like at least for a few months, sometimes half a year, sometimes even don't sell at all, but... Like let's say on average, they they keep for some months, you know, and once the price hits some some threshold, they start selling off, selling out. Um, but um, we also see, you know, a lot of you know investors who are willing, you know, to be to 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 take this different kind of strategy, which is basically like lazy strategy, right? I invest because I believe and I'm I'm willing to stay. So, for example, even like uh, two, uh, at least me and uh, Pedro, so two people in this call are these lazy investors because we are in the long run, you know, we're not looking to sell our collectibles at all. We are looking, you know, just to basically see what they might bring to us. So uh, we wouldn't say, we wouldn't confirm, you know, that this is mostly about flippers. Yes, there is a certain amount of, uh, of people uh, but uh, who, who's willing to do that, who, who really doesn't care. They see the hype, they start uh, like purchasing it, expecting that it's going to appreciate. And But of course, there's a, a group of people who just willing to sit and wait, you know, to see. And uh, um, as I mentioned, once again, three years here, uh, I purchased some of uh, NFTs like land NFTs um, two years ago. And if I would have been this flipper, I would have earned, you know, like $50 or something like that. So I purchased one land for $150, something like that. Right now it's worth 10000 I waited two years. I was patient. So, yeah, just like one example um, uh, how, how this uh, strategy is actually even better than just, you know, 
be very active because it's quite difficult to be an NFT flipper, I would say. And one of our colleagues actually tried <laughs> and faced some losses in that. And she said that uh, it's it, for her, it also worked better, you know, to well, to basically spend some time reading, you know, and uh, join the collection because you really think it's going to explode than actually try to, you know, to flip around. Mm-hmm. So better to join projects because you like them and you believe in them long term, you would say. Uh, yeah. I don't Yeah, but also you can start like identifying certain opportunities, right? Because I'm going to give an example. Like you purchase, a, you access, you were fortunate to access one of the very difficult now to access whitelist, right? Um, and you can acquire a project for a very reasonable mean price. Then the project gets hyped. And before the art is revealed, we know for sure that there is an opportunity to to sell at a higher price. So I think that is a perfect moment to to diversify your strategy, to diversify your portfolio, because you will acquire some funds and you can be very intelligent. And so I think it's it's a mixture of different investment strategies, and and it's very very funny to see that. Even some of the whales, the biggest NFT collectors, which of course I'm not going to disclose who, uh, follow a very passive in- investment strategy. Basically, they acquire 100 or 200 NFTs by month and they sell 30 or 40. And, and you see how they are stacking up NFTs uh, massively. So it all depends. But you also see whales, which are also important Um to to follow and be aware of what they are doing, um, being quite active. So it, it all depends. It, it all depends. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, but still, like recommendation: don't do irrational decisions. <laughs> Always do diligence, guys. <laughs> if you invest yeah, somewhere, yeah. even if you decided to do that for long run, you mean like the due diligence is really needed, and uh, of course, the mix uh, of some. Like as Pedro explained, I also do it myself, you know, some of the NFTs actually sell. Um, but um, a few I am willing to keep, at least a few. So, yeah, yeah but always yeah, exactly. due diligence, uh, checking, uh, does that really make sense? Is is this look like a scam or not? Also very part of the topic. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, there are, there are projects that you just want to hold until the end of time <laughs> and see what happens. So. Yeah, I agree. And um, I'm going to, do, I, I hope I'm going to, do, I will have, uh, you know, the patience to do that. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. Um, so we already touched on, obviously, fashion and gaming and a couple other things, but this is kind of a general question. Where do you see the NFT market going next? What should we kind of look for? So very broad view. Uh, we are seeing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think Pedro, will, as always, will have a lot of like uh, more comments, like deeper comments into everything. But very broad view where we see, you know, that um, is going to the metaverse. This is going to virtual opportunities, virtual economies. Like even uh, just recently, a few days ago, even like Walmart, you know, announced that we're exploring, you know, possibilities. What does that mean? It's like they have a really big, uh, you know, user base or customer base. Um, they're exploring this opportunity. Of course, they're keeping in mind, you know, if nothing is going to go well, you know, still there's no, you know, big losses because they are more of exploring it and so on. But I'm pretty sure they will succeed in that too. But this is just one example, like Walmart, you know. Um, who 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 decides to do that? You know, who decides? You know, to think of a ways how to sell the products? You know, like and maybe in some, um, short in, in some store which is uh, built on uh, on this specific in the specific virtual uh, land, and uh, we see you know like events uh, going also more virtual. Of course, COVID situation uh, helped a lot this space, um, especially virtual space, to have a different speed um, and so on and different interest. So, of course, we see uh, going towards uh, these uh, uh, virtual economies, um, uh, expanding, you know, you you can name it, you know, fashion, concerts, like different kind of events, like 
for example, even that radar, we once we were launching our token, we had an event, you know, where we invited the singer. It was actually a singer, you know, with VR equipment. We did that in Somnium Space, by the way. Um, and uh, I mean, it was really amazing experience, you know, to, to yeah. face. It was something, you know, we, we have colleagues all over the, the, the world and they all were able to participate, you know, because we were not just like in some party, you know, in some club or whatever. We were in virtual so this is going to be most likely quite big and evolve this year and it's going to unfold yeah so yeah definitely the metaverse is going to be probably the most uh, accessible use case and, and the one with the most potential but outside of that embedded in our daily lives I don't think it's going to be long until we start seeing NFT applications and Music is one that it's really interesting to explode and probably one that we are going to start seeing more and more this year. Um, so I, I'm going to focus on future use cases like tickets, tickets to events that reduce the black market, that uh, reduce illegal activity. And basically it also will reward uh, users and buyers like I buy a ticket to a concert, I assist to a concert with my NFT, and probably after the concert is finished, I will receive an NFT. So I will start forming more and more community. Um, another example uh, can be in authentication and how we are going to start embedding NFTs into the Internet of Things, which is very interesting. And yeah, it can make the mind of some people out there explode, but um, via a QR code and a hashed cryptographic properties of NFTs. Basically, you can unlock your house only with your NFT. Um, or maybe you will have the data coming from your refrigerator and your cars coming in the, in the, in the, in the form of NFTs. And finally, how our digital identity will become an NFT on its own, like our avatars, uh, our um, wearables, our behavior in the metaverse, will also probably be stored as an NFT and depending on what uh, what properties it has, uh, it will have different benefits and applications. So a lot of potential for the industry. We're really, really excited to be to be involved in the space. Definitely. That's very, yeah, wide range of things you've mentioned. It's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, for example, that the Walmart uh, that Modesta mentioned, yeah, they, they feel trademarks for for uses uh, and licenses of NFTs. But one uh, start to wonder, like, am I going to go to the supermarket with my BR and then I purchase my uh, my chips and my beer? But does my avatar drink that for me, or or how is it going to work? So it's it's most it's likely going to be you are going to get a real thing, you know. Otherwise, <laughs> it doesn't make sense <laughs> unless you value, you know, like virtual beer. <laughs> is it is it is it is it going to be delivered via a drone, or a drone is going to be, go to my house, like in Ready Player One? Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe like uh, or you know like uh, there's going to be like a, a different kind of you know communication system which will help to do that so yeah it's just a start you know of everything so yeah but imagine the experience you know actually go like sitting at home going with the, your vr equipment and uh, actually purchasing something you know like sofa for example yeah this is doesn't look that crazy anymore i think in these days yeah we're already halfway there so yeah we are um, heading there uh, without a doubt yeah we're heading there yeah okay very cool that was a very broad question and you've given me an amazing answer so i appreciate that <laughs> um yeah so what opportunities with all of this what opportunities do you see for web3 builders to assist in this market growth well, numerous opportunities, you know, as mentioned. So usually these developers, uh, usually they react, you know, to the trends. And uh, it was very obvious, uh, like since the this uh, new hype start, which we can say once again, most likely it was like very, well, Meta really helped. <laughs> Um, so there's a big opportunities, but you know, it's also, you know, it doesn't mean that there's like only, you know, for the developers to build like some metaverses, they can concentrate looking into 
uh, specific, you know, virtual businesses, you know, how to make it better, you know, like how to bring food to Pedro, for example. So you know, it's, it's very wide, you know, it's like uh, this, uh, this metaverse, this virtual worlds, you know, really brought us up, you know, although it seems like some subcategory a while ago, it was uh, it was said to be you know subcategory of NFTs, but itself is so huge, you know, it can uh, can invite them to well to do different things. So, and of course, like fashion, music, and so on, this is where to concentrate and uh, and and try to find the yeah the opportunities. I'm pretty sure that you have enormous amount of opportunities uh, going forward. Yeah, one that it's very interesting to explore is the economies that are going to be formed inside a metaverse because we're already starting to see that uh, a new wave of jobs of digital jobs are, are created as we speak right so in the metaverse probably i own a land and i don't know how to design so i'm going to hire a designer or a developer to help me construct what i really like i want an nft museum so i need uh, a designer to help me put the walls and put my NFT inside an NFT so people can go in VR and see the, the exposition. Um, real estate brokers, of course, developers that help me monetize my experiences inside a metaverse. We are going to see a new type of economy, digital one. Of course, it was also accelerated by the COVID and all the macroeconomic situation that we are already aware of. But Mm, something that probably we are going to be listening a lot, a lot in the upcoming months. Yes. So like even like, you know, events organizers, you know, if you don't see people going out, you know, like, well, different, different, you know, times, different events brings, uh, um, well, different situation, right? So these virtual event organizers most likely is going to be well, on different hype, <laughs> you know, to join the space too. So there's a, a big opportunities everywhere. Yeah, DJs, musicians, and artists that are probably not renowned, they will have their opportunity to create their own visibility based on their work. So it's going to be quite important. Yeah. Awesome. Very exciting. Very exciting. Okay, guys. So um, we're kind of starting to get to the time where we need to wrap up. So I want to ask, do you have any exciting news for Dabredo? Anything that you want to plug before we wrap up? So just maybe very quickly, uh, well, we already have a lot of products on the Pradar and uh, we are working, you know, uh, on better navigation, of course, on improvements. Uh, we also working, you know, on uh, like very nice pro additional features, which is dedicated for Radar token holders. But I think uh, what um, uh, our community is really like waiting to, to unfold is uh, that uh, just yesterday we started voting on, uh, you know, our token to be... Mm, visible to be available uh, on uh, uh, not only on Ethereum network but also another network which they are going to decide right now. So this is something I think very exciting to to the community itself. But of course, a lot of products and stay tuned. Uh, we are sharing, you know, we are sharing on new blockchain listings, on new features, uh, and so on. Just like a a few days also ago, we increased the speed of our NFT page. So if you want to check Frank's portfolio, go ahead. It would actually works like very fast and so on. So different kind of improvements. But as I said, most likely uh, when it comes to radar token, this is something what our community is waiting for. Wonderful. Yeah, and we can add any of the all those links in the podcast notes as well, so people can know where to find this information. Okay. So. Okay. Great. Um, so last question, who should we have on Benley Expert Talks next? Mm. <laughs> Didn't expect Ooh. this question. <laughs> yeah. Can you think about I. that? <laughs> mm. So um, may I suggest one topic? I think, uh, well, today we, we had a very nice like topic and also together with that speakers. <laughs> So for the next time, we can think, you know, like, um, I think uh, games is something, you know, games together with NFTs is something, you know, to that's worth, you know, coverage way bigger than we did today. Uh, and Pedro, another colleague of his is quite, uh, you know, becoming an expert, you know, into this, um, uh, onto this topic. So maybe it would be 
also with a chance at some point for them also to introduce this topic. Not necessarily this month, maybe a few months later, but where, and where we actually can maybe also already share some new examples of, of games and so on, and also how it affects NFT space. I, I, I'm going to pitch somebody, mm -hmm. which is outside of that reader, but he is a YouTuber and he's uh, the founder of Morales. His name is Ivan, well, Ivan on tech. And I think he's one of the most clever persons in this space. And it would be very nice to understand what they are thinking, what they are building in terms of infrastructure, because basically um, their platform is going to facilitate the development of web applications, which is going to be important for, for, for mass adoption. Uh, so, yeah. I learned a lot from him, so I, I would love to, to, to learn his take on that. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thanks. Sorry to put you on the spot like that, but it's great. No, no, fair enough. Yeah, cut off uh, out of guard, but I mean, this is the fun part. Let's try to improvise as much as possible. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, thank you so, so much for talking to me today. It was an absolute pleasure. Lots of interesting information. Um, yeah. Like I said, we can put all links in the podcast notes so people know where to find you and, and everything we've talked about today. And I hope we get to talk again soon. We hope so too. Thanks, Likewise. Alex. It was a, just a pleasure to, to speaking to you today. And well, we're looking forward to do that more. Great. Yeah, it was really, really fun. Thanks for having us today. Thanks.